episode of Awaken Now What. I'm JR. For guidance and coaching on your awakening journey, contact me at journeythroughtheawakening.com. And I'm your co-host, Helen, for coaching around stress on your awakening journey. Contact me at helen at helencoaches.com. Awesome. And today we have a very exciting episode. We are going to be talking about unlocking your psychic powers. Uh, We have a very special guest hailing from Detroit. Let's welcome Heather to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am so happy to be here. Happy to finally be with you guys right now. I know we've been talking behind the scenes a little bit and I'm so excited. Yes, we are too. We are too. Uh, For all the listeners out there, she found our podcast. Can you tell listeners on how you found us? Yes, I really am passionate about, you know, bringing everyone to the realization that they have gifts and things like that. And, you know, podcasts are getting really big. And I was like, you know what, I really want to start sharing my story because I really want to give power back to other people. And it was really funny because your podcast, like Awaken Now What was like perfect. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I feel like there's so many of us that are waking up to whether it's our psychic powers or waking up to something bigger than ourselves. And that's when I totally, I started listening to a few episodes and we kind of talked about it. It was just like, it just aligned with so much that I teach that I love. And that's why I had to reach out to you. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I just feel like there's so many of us that are wanting to come together, you know, to help out like the greater good, if you will. And that's why I'm so happy that like, our paths have crossed again and then we're finally here Mm -hmm. yeah so excited to have you with us so when you first reached out to me you had a very amazing story can you fill the listeners in on your amazing story heather yes and i really wanted to give you guys like all the little details too because i think it really helps out and then i feel like you know someone listening that could definitely use some of what i did for themselves and so First off, I do work as a psychic medium now, you know, I'm a healer and all those things, but growing up, I never knew I had any kind of abilities, which you always hear about them. Like, oh, I knew when I was little and I seen this happen or I had dreams. I had none of that zero, you know, and I always tell the story of how I would be watching those psychic medium shows like the Long Island medium being like, how come they have these gifts and I don't. So anyways, had zero idea I had any of this and I was just trying to make it through life. I had no idea that my anxiety was really, really high. I had no idea that I was, you know, treating my body the way I was by with my thoughts and everything. And what happened was my grandma passed away and this was in 2012 and my grandma was like my everything. You know, I had grown up really rough with so many traumas and challenges and my whole life, it just seemed like I was getting beat up. And the one person that I had was my grandma and now she was gone. And I remember when she passed away, I kept on saying repeatedly, she was the only one that loved me. She was the only one that loved me. And yes, I remember, I remember, honestly, I actually just went into my closet and I just hid there and cried because I couldn't even imagine my life. Just knowing that she was in my world, that's all I needed. And now with her gone, I felt kind of broken. 
And then what ended up happening, there was a lot of chaos going in my life at that time. But then it was about a couple months later when I feel like my adrenaline started going down a little bit, right? My body finally felt like it was at peace, you know, nothing crazy was going on. And that's when I was at work and I just wasn't feeling good. I really was not feeling good and I really couldn't pinpoint it. And my boss brought me out into like the lobby area, you know, called my boyfriend at the time to come pick me up. And I started twitching. And the next thing I know, my vision goes black and I fall to the ground and I start convulsing into my first seizure. And then as soon as that seizure lets up, um, I go over and they move me into the carpet area and then I start convulsing again, you know, and this is set the ball rolling for going in and out of the hospital and all these crazy things. And when the doctors couldn't find anything wrong, I decided to be honest with myself. And the one thing I didn't tell anyone because I was way too embarrassed, but when I fell down into those seizures, I did not lose consciousness. And when I hit, as soon as I hit the ground, I heard this voice inside and it screamed at me and it said, enough. Hmm. And that's when I knew I was like, oh my gosh, I started realizing that, you know, the doctors weren't going to be able to help me. No, Um, you know exactly where I'm going with this. huh? (laughs) I knew that I would have to go down, like, if you will, the spiritual path. Mm-hmm. And so what ended up happening was just a couple little events, but one of the major things that ended up happening was apparently there are monasteries where um, Buddhist monks live everywhere, everywhere. Do, do you know about this? So after you messaged me, you said how they're pretty much all around us. Me and my girlfriend, me and my girlfriend actually researched them and they're actually more than you can think. <laughs> That's amazing. Right. And those monks are like probably sitting in meditation for all of us, you know? Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I grew up um, right off of like Nine Mile, right? And there is a, uh, a Buddhist monastery there and everyone sees it and things like that. But I don't think that they know that it's almost like a church, if you will. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They like, think it's just super religious. Yes. And I didn't go to that one, but I ended up going to another one. And it was because they were celebrating like the Buddhist new year and things like that. And they were having a festival and me and my husband, you know, my boyfriend, my boyfriend is now my husband at this point, it was been, you know, maybe less than a year. And, you know, since my seizures and I was still dealing with them because I still had seizures ongoing after that part, you know, never had them before in my life. And now I have them a lot. And when I stopped by there, I was talking with everyone and they were like, oh yeah, you need to come meditate with the monks. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they would love to have you. They have it twice a day in the morning and at night, you should join us. And the funny thing is, is that by this point, I have realized that meditation can really help, right? We've all heard that mm-hmm. <laughs> meditation can help, but I was too scared to even close my eyes. I was too scared. I was the same way. Happen? I couldn't meditate when I first started on this journey. I couldn't meditate with my eyes closed. Yes, me neither. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I remember one time I tried to put my back like towards the wall and I was trying to like meditate, but I was so scared. And I think it was just because of the way I grew up. You never knew what was going to be happening. So I didn't trust. So what I ended up doing was like, okay, I'm going to give um, them a chance. And I thought it was really cool to say I was like meditating with the monks and things like that, but the fear was still there. It was still very real. But for some reason, surrounded by them, I felt more safe. I felt like I was okay. Mm -hmm. And it was really weird because then I started seeing like visions like like, and colors. And I remember like, oh my gosh, I had no idea what chakras were. I had no idea about any of that stuff. 
And I remember, you know, a couple of times in from meditating, I started seeing like a bluish color. And I remember coming home and looking it up and it was the color of the throat chakra about speaking your truth. And I'm like, I can't speak my truth. This is so cool. And my husband's like, that's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> And it was, you know, something really funny, like when I was um, with the monks, they were so sweet. So, you know, there's different types and things like that. So I, right. I meditate with the ones that were Vietnamese, but mm. they were very good at uh, speaking English and they were very open, you know, um, to the very few like Westerners, if you will, that would meditate with them. But they were so sweet. You know what I mean? They gave me CDs to help my, help me with my meditation mm. practice outside um, of meditating with them. And it was really funny because sometimes we would have a Q&A afterwards. You know, so it would start off with like some chanting and things like that. And this was just like on the floor, you know, there was nothing mm -hmm. else. And so start by chanting and then we'd go into a meditation. And then afterwards, sometimes, you know, um, they would turn around and they would answer questions. And so I wanted to make sure I meditated perfectly. Did you have that where you wanted to meditate and make sure you're doing it right? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's like, uh, I'm still thinking. I'm still thinking. Oh, no. Learning the ins and outs of meditation <laughs> and I think this is my like fourth year and only in this year can I be like oh I'm getting it <laughs> oh see. Yeah. yeah for sure and my thing was like like oh my gosh I have really bad posture you know so I would ask them and I'd be like how do you sit it how do you sit because some of them sat differently than others and you know I remember they, they were like you sit how you're comfortable right and I was like okay and then I'm like what if I what if I do this and they're like you know if I slouch and they're like, okay, do it. If that's comfortable, they're like, that's not comfortable for me, but if it's comfortable for you, then do it. And I just loved it. Cause it was very like how I call Akuna Matata, mm. <laughs> you know, that's how I seen it with them. You know what I mean? It was like Akuna Matata, just be, it is. Yeah. I can't, I, I don't know for me, I cannot meditate on those meditation cushions. I can't oh. do it. I can't, yeah. that's just me. I can either do it in a, in a chair, in a regular chair or lying down. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I loved lying down yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And now I'll notice like when I'm meditating, like I'll start off slouched and then all of a sudden it's like, I find myself straightening up. Right. And there's, yeah, there's something going on with you in another realm energetically. So your, your, your seizures stopped after you essentially tapped back into source and committed to a meditative practice. Is that correct? Yep. And I think it was, you know, I mean, the meditation is what started it. Like that is really what snowballed it. And then what I ended up doing was also like realizing what I was putting in my body, you know? So I started doing that, but it was like, I didn't realize how many thoughts I had going through my mind, you know what I mean? Because of my anxiety and because I was just always thinking, and I was in this, you know, traumatic, you know, thing with my thoughts and just recently. So what ended up happening was I read a lot of the books and things like that. And what I started doing was I would sit in my car and I would meditate in my car with my eyes open, kind of like what you did. But one of the, um, the things I learned from the monks was, you know, you just go ahead and you look at the tree and you just look at the tree. That's all you do. And then anytime your mind starts wandering, you come back and you look at the tree and that's all you're doing. And that seems safe to me. And I could start doing it. And you understand that, right? It's almost like a mindfulness, like almost like meditation, right. if you will. Right. And then um, I started doing other things and I started doing like yoga and it started opening up. And it was really funny because just recently I began to realize 
how much that it truly helped me in my life. You know, of course it helped me astronomically, but it's the little things. And one thing that I did was when I was going to yoga, like you go to the yoga studio and you lay out your yoga mat. And a lot of times you might do like a, um, like a vinyasa and things like that while you just wait for class to start. And one thing that I could never, I always found myself doing was I would be like, oh, am I in the right spot? Is someone else going to, you know, want this spot? Am I going to be too close to someone else, right? Am I going to know it when class starts? And I would just be thinking all these zillions of things and it would just be stressing me out. <laughs> and recently I went back to yoga and, you know, I'm in my, um, I, I put my yoga mat out and I lay down and I'm starting to think about, you know, where I was and how far that I've came, you know, even in my yoga journey, my meditation journey, this whole thing. And it was so beautiful. And I just start meditating. And that's when I realize I'm no longer paying attention. You know what I mean? To if, if I'm too close to someone, if someone needs me to move, if this, if that, because now I just trust, I'm just like, Hey, if I am too close or if this or this happens, let me know akuna matata it's okay you know <laughs> that makes sense absolutely it does yes beautiful to hear the bookends of like where you are today and where it started from yes and it actually happened, you know, just happened um, at yoga the other day. It was like, um, I was doing my, my thing, waiting for class to start. And then I just felt guided to like open my eyes and look up. And, you know, there was a man that was trying to get his yoga mat to fit. And if I moved it a little bit, it would have been perfect for him. And mm -hmm. sure enough, I did it, but it was like, I wasn't stressing out about it. I didn't have all those thoughts. I wasn't driving myself crazy. And so I was like, wow, just little things like that. You don't even realize how much like meditation and just, you know, coming in your own can really help. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you've now, uh, you've, you've turned, you've channeled your gifts into a new career for you. How long have you been uh, a psychic medium? You know what? A strange occurring, uh, strange events unfolded. And I opened up to my gifts um, in 2016. So it's only been six years, but I feel like it's been, it was such an innate part of me. Mm -hmm. And then I opened it up and then I realized, you know, like, oh my gosh, not only am I psychic, but everyone is, it's our right. own innate gift. Right. Do, you, do right. you hear about that too? Right. Some people are more tuned in than others. Yeah. Um, and some people are blocked inherently by their own fears. So it's a matter of like you, like you going through your own journey, tapping into this natural power already within you source, yes. God, you, God, prime creator. Um, nature so yeah it's all about really really tapping in to that natural divine resource within you oh my gosh it's so true and this is the reason why that that I you do. Three. <laughs> and that healed you in a sense that the the seizures the illnesses yep 1000%. Once I started going back within, you know what I mean? Doing the meditation, paying attention to my body, things like that. I was able to get off all of my seizure medications and I was on wow. one of the dosages of it. In wow. fact, when I went back to my neurologist, you know, she was like, how did you do this? And I told her, I was like yoga meditation. I was like, you know, I was just freaking out so much in the inside. I didn't even realize I was doing it. Cause I think a lot of us get used to feeling that way. Right. And now like, I couldn't imagine feeling that way. Right. You could no longer operate in that, in this skin suit without having evolved to that spiritual point. Yeah. And so I love what you're saying. something suit. had to happen spiritually, energetically, because something wasn't, there's an energetic disconnect because of those seizures, that, 
that were yeah. causing those seizures. And so yeah. you had to, you, you're basically forced into it <laughs> or, oh, yeah. you, or you, or you would have suffered more seizures and more illnesses. Oh my gosh. 100%. Did it, did it have the experience Heather Danielle of like being put into alignment? Like, like you need this, like we're going to shove you into it. Yep. Yeah. And now I see that with other people that I know that I teach, you know, my students and my clients and things like that. It's like, you're only able to go so far uh-huh. before you are, you're going to be like, okay, sorry, but you got, you got to do this. And part of me wonders, like, was I like killing myself? Like, where would I have been if I kept on going down that road? Probably not a good place, right? No, <laughs> not a good place at all. <laughs> And it was just so amazing because then I started getting um, insight during my meditations and I would tell my husband things, you know, I'd be like, oh, you need to do this and you need to do this. And he would be like, wait, why? You know, he was like, where are you getting this information from? I'm like, oh, just myself. Myself just told me, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So how is your husband uh, dealing with your own spiritual journey? Is he freaked out by it? Is he involved? Involved. Right. he went from the other side of the fence to sitting on the fence. And now I think he's on this side of the fence. Now. Okay, good, good. And like how I am, he's 100% the opposite. So it's really funny to see someone who is, you know, former, you know, um, special operations in the army, very intellectual, very grounded. Um, and then you have me who is like, yeah, so I'm talking to ghosts and I am doing this and I am <laughs> like, but the proof's in the pudding. So he was like, um, every time that you came downstairs after readings and you're telling me things and stuff like that. And he's seen me grow. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I've been like this since, you know, he's known me. He's mm-hmm. seen me go from almost like, I wouldn't say a non-believer, a believer, but also like scared of this stuff to living it, breathing it, you know, sharing it and, you know, too many coincidences and you can't, you can't say something, you know, you right, can say right. about it. Right. And it was really funny because then I was getting those insights to meditation, but I was still scared of like the psychic and mediumship realm. You know, I was still scared of it, but I was still fascinated by it. And what ended up happening was I ended up getting a job with the army and the army was sending me, you know, to different States and things like that. And what ended up happening was I was now able to do whatever I wanted on the weekends. You know, I don't have my husband, I don't have my son around, so I can do whatever I want, which was actually pretty lonely. But at the same time, I got to express, you know, different things that I've always wanted to do that maybe I was afraid of judgment. Because, you know, if I told my husband back then, like, hey, do you want to go to a psychic fair with me? He would be like, what? Right. <laughs> like, you're, you're fucking crazy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And one time we did go like on a far away, not a far away trip, but like way in Northern Michigan. And I actually decided to get my cards read and I was so scared. I mean, I was so scared. And he was just like, he, he gave me a hard time about it for a while. He was like, I can't believe that you're getting that. I can't believe that you believe in this stuff, you know? And so when I finally went to Virginia and, you know, I can explore, that's when I went to my first psychic fair. And that's when they told me that I was psychic and I'm like, oh my gosh, no way. (laughs) But the thing thing is, I was an empath. Yeah. And I couldn't stay around because I had so much anxiety and I didn't know why. And I was having all these emotions and I had this woman come up to me and she just grabbed my hand and she was like, these are not your emotions that you are feeling. This is what you need to do. Go outside, do this and come back. And she taught me kind of like a, a shielding slash centering technique. Right. I went from, I can only be in this building for one more minute to spending the whole entire day there. 
Right. Mm, learning all of these things, going to all the free workshops, doing everything, just embracing all of it. Right. And that's when I found a psychic development circle and I started going to it every single week. And it was so much fun. And I did not get anything. Like anytime I was connected to anyone, like there was nothing, you know, not really anything really big. And then, but once I started realizing how they communicate, that's when I was like, oh, this is how it works. <laughs> And then I can go into more specifics, but it's so much fun. <laughs> so great. And then can you talk more about the shielding? Because is that, um, let's see, is it something you have to practice every day, kind of like meditation? So that to me, the shielding of your energy is kind of like something that you have to keep on practicing. But then after you get really good at it, it's like you are just going to create those own natural boundaries for yourself. Got it. So what I'll do is first, I'll just like imagine like a shield going around me. It can be a bubble. You can pretend you're putting on like a Harry Potter cloak, whatever it is. And then you're setting the intention of, you know, for me, it's, I only allow 100% love and light to come to my space. Right. So I'm only having the good energy. Mm-hmm. Energy is everywhere. It's around everyone. It's around everything, you know, and you are going to be absorbing it. it's physics. You know what I mean? Energy right. can catch on to right. other, other things. All is energy more, whenever you walk through a doorway you're entering another energetic field, so on and so forth. Right. And you know, you know, everyone, you know, a lot of people, like, as you said, some people are more sensitive to it than other people. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think that we all have had that experience when you walk into a room after like people have just got done arguing or fighting and you you feel it. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. You absolutely feel it. Yes. And that's what I'm talking about. So whether or not like that is something that you actually, maybe it's more potent. So you actually realize it, Mm -hmm. but then all throughout the day that's happening. You know what I mean? So when you're standing in line in the grocery store, the person behind you is having a bad day and they're grumpy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That energy is like leaking onto yours, et cetera, et cetera. But when you do the shield, Mm -hmm. you are setting the intention of what is allowed inside of your space. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the biggest things I've learned on, uh, on this journey is to build filter, not walls, because it takes so much energy to put up walls. And for me, every day in my own practice, I always say, um, those who have my best interests in mind, including people, beings, psychic, psychic beings, energetic beings, those, those beings, those frequencies that have my best interests in mind. I love that. That's a really good one. Another shielding strategy. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it can be so helpful, not just with, you know, setting your own boundaries, but it's like, then if you have someone that's venting to you, if you have someone that is trying to talk to you, if you're shielded and you're more balanced, then you can be a better friend because you're not so emotionally involved. Right. All right. So I'll shield my phone. Oh. Sorry. Okay. I'll shield my phone. I will shield my, my TV and things like Everything. that. Everything. Everything. Yes. Yes. And I love it too. And I remember one time I actually had a man who was suicidal in front of me and I was not sure, like this was just with my day job, had nothing to do spiritual. But when I was talking to him, um, that's when I had bad sense, you know what I mean? And I was like, okay, maybe make sure that my, my shield is up. And so I put the shield up and he was talking about, you know, I was needing a form signed and he was like, well, I'm not going to go to the man upstairs. I'm going to go to the man downstairs. And I'm like, okay, go to whoever you need to. Cause I just need this form filled out. And it was going over my head that he was talking about God and the devil. Wow. Right. And cause that's the guy upstairs. And that was the guy downstairs. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then he starts talking about, you know, how he should have done this. And he was having these thoughts. And, but since I was shielded, I didn't become so emotionally involved. And then I was able to figure out my next steps on how I was going to help him. 
Mm-hmm. And then I was able to do it. You know what I mean? I was able to, you know what I mean? Get some people that he knew and things like that. I was able to handle the situation more calm mm-hmm. than getting so emotionally involved. And so I really love that. So yeah, shielding, I feel like it's number one. Yeah. I feel like it's a game changer. Game changer. And I tell the story, I was walking out of a store and all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, I, as this woman was walking in towards my energy, I accidentally yelled, shield. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what did she do? <laughs> she looked at me like I was a freaking, I was with my son too. And my son was like, what? And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, I was like, oh, that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was a great story. Yes. So for the listeners to further unlock their psychic powers, what other intuitive tools, psychic tools do you have for them? Oh my gosh. The thing is, is that I kind of like what you said, you know, is that we all, some of our are more sensitive to it than others. It might be easier to you to open up than other people, but yeah. with a foundation of it is going to be your intuitive sense. And it's like mm-hmm. a muscle, your, your intuitive muscle. Define so intuition. People, what is intuition for the listeners? Oh, I, I define intuition as like your gut instinct. You know what I mean? That innate part of yourself. You know what I mean? That inner knowing. Inner knowingness. It's, it's the energy of knowingness, non-reactionary. This is what I, I say to my clients is, you know, whenever you're trying to remember the name to a movie, right? And you can't seem to remember it. And you finally, when you finally get it, it's like, yes, it's that movie. It's that internal gut feeling that that tool, that internal compass like that's it right there. That's that's what I use. That's what I say to my clients and when they're developing their own psychic gifts. Like search for that intuitive internal feeling of that is it. That is correct. That is the the, the feeling and emotion of it. The energy. Yes. That is such a good one. I think I'm going to steal that. <laughs> <laughs> Because it is like how right. I describe it too, is like when you, you know, you either doubt yourself or something's going on and then you're like, oh, I knew I should have done that. You know what I mean? I should have taken right. that different road. I should have done this, you know? And the more that you listen to that little voice, the stronger it'll get. Yes. And so Practice. it doesn't take, yes. And to me, it doesn't take any extra time. You can do it all throughout your day. It's mm-hmm. slowing down. That's where the meditation helps. You know right. what I mean? So that you don't right. have so many thoughts going through and you can right. actually hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the correct diet too will help, uh, organic foods, raw foods, juicing juices, um, getting rid of fluoride in your, in, in your diet fluoride, um, activating the pineal gland. Ooh, pineal gland. How do you, uh, activate, uh, how do I word this? What is your method of pineal gland activation? Because we all know that is the doorway to multidimensional consciousness and it's the third chakra third, uh, third eye chakra third eye chakra yeah it's the third eye yeah third eye chakra yes well with that it's like i feel like most of it has to do with you know trusting yourself trusting something higher than yourself and allowing yourself you know what i mean to I like, like yeah exactly you know talk about like embracing the fears you know keep on going you know that kind of stuff like don't right. not allowing yourself to be you know honestly to give into the fear you know what i mean and i've actually had you know a couple of you know, out about not a couple, one major out of body experience that I had. And it was because I was meditating and I wasn't meditating for very long. I was, you know, in a classroom for psychic and mediumship. And the thing is, is that I was really scared to allow myself, you know what I mean? To, you know, relax and to relax and to relax. 
Yes. Trust is a big part of it, right? Surrender. <laughs> Surrender. Yep. Surrender and trust. And that could be just like how you and I started off, you know, to where, you know, we had to surrender and we had to trust just in the beginning to meditate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even with our eyes open. And then it's a process. And the more you keep on doing it, then the more that you're going to, you know, expand yourself. Right. If that makes sense. Oh, that's such a good one. And you brought up so many good points too, because I tell people all the time, like your diet to be a clear vessel, a lot of the foods we're eating can inhibit your, your, um, you know, your chakras, it can inhibit your divine connection. You know, the fluoride is also a huge one. Huge. Get, get rid of fluoride people. Get rid of fluoride. I have a, 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 uh, I'm not, not to market or advertise for this company, but I have a zero water filter for listeners out there. It, it, filters out fluoride. So check your Ooh. water filters, check your toothpaste, check everything. Oh, I'm going to see which one you recommend. So let me know which one it is. Cause then I'll make sure yeah. which ones that I have in my house, um, how they compare, because we yeah. have all of that stuff. And then, you know, even just showing up with the dentist, with my son, you know, my son's 19 now. So mm-hmm. then I'm like, Hey, it's going to be up to you now. If yep. you want that fluoride treatment, you know what I mean? I'm like, you've never had it before, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, I'll give you, you know, my thoughts on it. And I was really proud when he declined it. I was like, oh, yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then, I mean, it, okay. we've, we've gone our whole lives ingesting fluoride. We'll take a huge amounts of time to rid and purge our bodies from that it, it, it crystal uh, it blocks the pineal gland and so to kind of recrystallize or, or reinvigorate the pineal gland and having access to multi-dimensional consciousness it's kind of important that's why we bring up fluoride people fluoride is no good <laughs> <laughs> nope and it's in everything it's, it's everywhere. in everything water like I, tap water yeah. like a, um there's so much so much to talk about um and so, yeah, like part of me feels, you know, is there a reason why, you know, you mean that there's <laughs> fluoride and everything? Do they want, not want us to touch or to trust ourselves? Um, but yeah, when it, comes- it limits our, our, I mean, it limits our own uh, div- divine capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, do you use crystals? Are, are you, I mean, you have crystals, correct? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I heard, I've been, sometimes I do meditate with selenite on my third eye. Which, wow. which does activate the pineal gland a little bit more. Do you have any experience doing that as well? Not, not a whole bunch. I don't do a lot with crystals because sometimes whew, they can be really strong. Like, yes. I've heard that. Yeah. My girlfriend yeah, is super sensitive to crystals. Super. Yeah. I think I had that same crystal on my crown chakra once um, for when my friend was doing, um, you know, she's getting certified in some kind of crystal healing. And I felt like I was going to just like you know, leave my body. I just felt mm-hmm. like the vibration was so high right. that I was like, okay, I have a really hard time with grounding. So if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's like, you know, respecting the physical world, being here down into earth, you know what I mean? You have to have that balance. And so since I spend so much time in a spiritual world, if you will, you know what I mean? And then even in my upper chakras with always thinking, always daydreaming, always imagining, I have a hard time with being down to earth. And sometimes the crystals will just send me like way up. So in the universe, someone- the universe yes so i think that's great especially if there's someone that's having a hard time like reaching up and connecting i think the crystals can really you know elevate your vibration and really help you connect and kind of like what you said like really make your third eye powerful yeah that is so good (laughs) and then like with with a little bit about more about food too it's like i always tell them i'm like you know like whatever you want to eat but the thing is like if you can eat more things that are alive 
because then that's a living chi, you know, prana energy going into your energy and it's going to raise your vibration up. It's going to strengthen your connection. So Mm. those are definitely things that I did to help myself grow. (laughs) Nice little hack. Just make sure it's alive. Yeah, exactly. It's It's so helped out. And so I feel like everyone can do this. You know what I mean? It's like little things, practice your intuition, listening to that voice when it says you left the stove on or whatever, uh-huh. you know, that voice, that voice, um, that wh- whenever I talk about psychic abilities, intuitive abilities, I always talk about inspiration. It's, it's, it's that little voice. It's that inspiration to, to achieve something or gain more access gain more access into more information it's like it's that intuitive hit of okay let me let me read more into this subject let me listen to that inner voice a a lot more and then building it having it get stronger it's like it's a muscle it's Mm -hmm. a muscle oh it so is and i like how you said that because like inspired like in spirit you know so there's spirit and inspiration right yes exactly and then it's like, to me, it's like, if you are getting to know yourself, you're getting to know spirit, whatever you want to call it, you know, and then the same thing, vice versa, because it's like, it's all one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, what form do you use visualization in your practice? Not as much anymore, but that is something that I feel that I need to do more. And I feel like so many people will benefit from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's almost like um, what they say is that like your your body doesn't know it's not real. Yes. Right. Oh, and so that, that's actually yeah. like, you know, that's science right there. So the more that you visualize things and, you know, I feel that I just I'm one of those ones that need to, you know, get more organized. <laughs> because Me too. There's so many, Me too. Yes. That's why because I feel like we're leaving a lot of power <laughs> that's on true. the table. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> yes. But now I feel like most of my days, like I, I really um, promote a spiritually infused life because I don't feel like your spiritual life and your human life should be separate. People are all like, oh, no, no, they have to live in conjunction, in union with each other. You can't have one without the other. Well, there's a reason why we chose to be on earth at this time, right? right? Like you're not just always going to go back. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what, like practice, like, med- you know, I tell everyone, I'm like, get more silence into your day. You know what I mean? Like, like that is one thing that really, really helped me out. Like stop with the background noise, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I'll listen to like a podcast, a book on tape while I'm driving, but a lot of times I, I go silent in my car yes. and then I'm just paying attention to driving because that's when spirit's going to try and talk to you. You know Absolutely. what I mean? If you don't allow them, yeah. Opportunities to talk to you, how are you going to hear them? You know, I stand in my, so I just moved into a new house and I have a beautiful little garden. I make the effort mm-hmm. to stand in my garden 20 minutes every day. Mm-hmm. No, I'm probably not going to do that uh, a lot in the next few months because it's it's Los Angeles and it'd be 90 degrees, 100 degrees out. So, <laughs> yes. but it's just you know uh, standing and being present in that stillness, watching the the wind bristle against the leaves, watching birds fly by, just becoming present in that. Uh, moment of nature right and how how much is nature so important to the uh, intuitive psychic powers that we we all have you know it right <laughs> you know it 
the way that I show, tell people this is that like, okay, if you want to feel better, you know what I mean? You have to go where the energy is moving, right? Because moving energy and the higher, the, the more it moves, the higher the vibration is vibration. when you're inside, everything is dead. Unless you bring plants inside, everything is dead. Nothing is giving off energy except for if it's your energy that you just put on it. When you're outside, that's where the energy is moving. That's where there's movement. That's where spirit can send you signs. This is where Absolutely. all signs come from, right? Absolutely. It's like, I believe that our, um, our spirit guides, past loved ones and angels are talking with us every single day. But if you won't get off the couch, how many opportunities do they have to right. try and give you the signs? But if you're outside, oh my gosh, they can send birds. They can send different kinds of animals with different kinds of symbolism. You know what I mean? They can have, you know, people crossing your paths and other animals and, you know, even wind can be a sign. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. I think I was meditating in, uh, there's a place in Los Angeles in the Pacific Palisades. It's called Lake Shrine Temple. Lake Shrine Temple. I was sitting down during a, during a meditation. I was talking to my spirit guides, talking to my angels, talking to, the, to those beings that have my best interest in mind, of course. And as I got up, this leaf, the, the gentlest touch of the leaf against my nose as I got up to leave. I was like, that was odd but it wasn't odd it was so gentle <laughs> it was just reaffirming that my you know like you know my voice is heard I'm there for a reason and to continue on my path it was like the gentlest touch of, of a leaf falling down on my nose <laughs> yes I love that yeah. and for some reason it's bringing up this story that this happened you know before I found out about my powers if you will and I was sitting out on I have like a little lake that I live off of now and the wind you know what I mean was just blowing and I remember like you know I wanted to get up I wanted to leave initially then I'm like wait be still and then it felt like it was hugs you know what I mean? It felt like it was hugs from like the divine and it just kind oh, of tickled. Yeah. And I was just in the moment and I'm like, wow, who knew that like even wind could just be so inviting and yeah. loving and therapeutic. Right. It, it truly was. And I feel like a lot of times we miss out on that playfulness. You know what I mean? We're too serious, just like yeah. you, you know, a little touch on the nose by a leaf, right. you know, and right. it's like, why can't, that's so beautiful. I love it. It's so much fun. Reconnecting to that joy. I was talking to Helen earlier about, about this client that I had the other day. And I asked her, what do you do for fun? She could not answer that. No, she oh, answered no. that she through what did she think it was? Work? Oh no, yeah. She <laughs> she couldn't uh, she finally said, uh, I like to work. I was like, that's kind of a, that's a cop-out. That's a cop out. <laughs> oh my God. And then I asked her again at the end of the session, what do you like to do for fun? And she could, just could not bring herself to answer that question. So I told her to reconnect with that joy. Cause I mean, joy is, is our natural state. It's our natural state. It's been bombarded and conditioned through, you know, external factors of, of the world, but it's, it's inherently our natural state. So if you can't connect to joy, you've really lost that connection to yourself. And so, so I told her to, you know, your, your homework is to find out what you do for fun. I'm yes. like, that's crazy, right? That's crazy. But does that surprise us? You know what I mean? So many of us have gotten, you know, away from robots. ourselves. So many people are robots and trying to, you know, following this narrative of this work, eat, sleep. When that's not life, that is not life. Yeah. And if you can do something that brings you joy, if you could do something that's either creative, something that you love, then that's going to help you connect more to yourself and to spirit. So if you're looking into your like psychic power, it's like going ahead and 
thinking about what did you love to do when you were a kid? You know, that was my favorite one. You know what I mean? It's like, right, what uh, each of us go, what, uh, what did we love yeah. to do as a kid? Helen, go. Play make-believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, Danielle. Um, drawing. Drawing? Yeah. I, I loved just sports. I was playing out, mm. playing out in the street. I love, I didn't know how to ride a bike, but I loved learning how to try to ride a bike. <laughs> I also love pogs. I think a lot of people will still oh remember pogs. Right? What do we, so yeah, for the listeners out there, reconnect with your fun, reconnect yes. with your joy. That, that alone will inherently give you more guidance more throughout the rest of your life. <laughs> reconnect you know with joy. Yeah. And if you forget and you can't think of anything you love to do when you were younger, then, you know, talk with someone in your family or someone that knows you, because I remember one day I was having it really, really rough and I just couldn't connect to source. I could not like meditate. I just was, you know, not in alignment. And I go to my husband, I'm like, man, I don't know what to do. He's like, well, what would you tell one of your students? And I'm like, I would say to do something that you love to do. And I'm like, but the only problem is that I always love to write and draw. And right now I need to get out of my head you know, so I don't know what to do. And he was like, well, didn't you used to love to rollerblade? And I am like, yes, I love rollerblading. I totally forgot about that. So at this moment, guess what? I'm just like everyone else. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I got stuff to do. I got dishes in the sink. I got all this stuff to do. And you know what I did? I did none of it. And, you know, I went to a, a roller rink and I hadn't been to a roller rink in freaking decades, you know, <laughs> those are fun. Yeah. I went to the, I haven't been on rollerblades. So easy to fall years. though. So easy huh? to fall. Oh, I was scared of falling because I'm like, man, I'm not as limp. I fell. I fell the last time I went. It was great. Oh, I was like, I might break a bone if I fall. But you know what? It was only like five minutes in and I felt connected to spirit again. I felt Mm -hmm. connected to myself. Mm -hmm. I got so many downloads and messages and I felt great. I mean, like I was sweating, you know what I mean? And I was just rollerblading for hours, you know? (laughs) What? Those type of activities connect you to the, not the, the beta state of the brain, but the alphas and the thetas, correct? Yes. That's a really good, good thing to bring up is the different, you know, waves of, of your brain. Like this is mm-hmm. science, you know what I mean? Science. Not, this yeah. has been studied. You know, I feel like it's spiritual. Helen knows has, a lot about this stuff too. <laughs> yes. Like spirituality has more of a basis in science, I believe, than like most religions do. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, um, I just feel like some of the stuff, especially when it comes to like psychic, you know, and mediumship and abilities, it's just that the science hasn't caught up yet. Yep. But a lot of the science, especially when you look at like quantum mechanics and quantum physics and things like that, it mm-hmm. backs up what I say. So that's the reason why uh, that my right. husband can get on board because he understands that part. Right. right. So he needs the tangible evidence. Yeah. Yeah. He right. likes it. He loves it when it fits together because yep. it's like this woohoo world that, you know, yeah. we are cast, you know, outcasted for believing you know what I mean, is very like scientific when you go into it, like for mediumship with past loved ones, you know what I mean, um, on the other side, and people are like, no, that's not possible. And then it's like the law, I believe it is a thermodynamics that says that mm-hmm. energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Mm-hmm. So if we're made up of energy, like Einstein that came up with that, right? Yes, exactly. No. You see what I mean? And then it's like, what do you think happens? But the thing is, is that I feel like we are conscious energy. We're not just, you know what I mean? Um, like we have consciousness. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, that's the reason why I'm like, how can you say that there is nothing after we pass? You know what I mean? Right. right. So it's like really, really cool. Like it's so amazing too to like listen in on your guys' perspective because it's really cool to get other spiritual people Absolutely. that like understand, you know? Like Absolutely. I think, yeah. I think, but Helen and I can relate of, you know, 
being surrounded people that do not have our same <laughs> spiritual outlook. And that's why we came, we came together to create this podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. And that's the thing that I love is that I have, I have all my power. You know what I mean? A lot of people who don't follow the same philosophies and that's fine to each their own, you know, we're all on our own unique path. Absolutely. Right. But I just, I look at them, I'm like, wow, but you're giving all your power away so much. You know what I mean? You're putting more um, strength, power, whatever it is to other people than yourself. Yes. And it's like, no wonder so many people are sick and tired and everything else. You know, it's like, you know, coming back to myself is when I healed, you know what I mean? And then when I opened up to my gifts and now I'm able to heal a lot of other people. Yeah. And so, you know, if anyone- Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Oh, Yeah. And I just wanted to say, if there's anyone out there that's like on the fence too, it's like one thing that helped me was I wasn't thinking about myself after a while. I was thinking about how I can help out other people. I wanted to be there. I wanted to have, you know, I didn't want my trauma and, you know, challenges I've been through my experiences, you know what I mean? To happen just in vain. I wanted to use that for a greater purpose. And so maybe if you can't do something for yourself, like you can't, you know, find joy, you know what I mean? Because maybe you don't feel good enough or you don't want to take the time away from other people. Then just think about down the road, whatever you go through, you could help someone else out you know so sometimes that can help (laughs) so beautiful yeah and then even jr and i's podcast is a a product of that like even though we have a lot of fun making this this is for the community who needs that support right this is for the whole world (laughs) and that's the number one thing i think that we need to is we need that community of people you know what i mean to show that like hey we're not crazy you're supported you're here there's other people that are like you and that's why i feel like having a spiritual community like this podcast you know what i mean is so important (laughs) it's so important yes you know what this this is funny i had uh some notes that i i wrote about a month ago maybe two months ago before our original meeting we had we pretty much hit everything and i didn't even really need to prompt you for anything you just you just kind of went in went into it we're all channeling this information right yes now. yes i kind of left it up to that i was like this, this is a podcast about psychic powers let's just fucking Let it wing it let's just fucking we, we hit everything so this is the now what portion of the episode what would you want to share with the listeners around uncovering their psychic abilities for themselves? Oh, I love that. Yeah, so now what? Now what? You're not just going to listen to us, right? And then just go on to the next episode. No, you have a little bit of homework, okay? So yes. let's get to it. This will require no extra time on your part. I know that we don't have a lot of time. So you know what? When you're up and around, tune into yourself and ask yourself questions like, is my Amazon package going to arrive today? You know, like if you're going to get certain kinds of mail, see how you feel like in your gut. What is it telling you? Does it feel like a yes? Feels like a no? Yeah, you might be wrong. Try it again. You know, and you can do this and ask yourself those yes or no questions. Like is so-and-so going to be late? You know, that kind of stuff. And then keep on trying to tune in. Also, like, even if you want to play like heads or tails, <laughs> you know, the coin. Right. right. I was asking, I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, we need to come up with these psychic exercise because she's intuitive and she does have psychic powers. We're, tra- we're she, She's just trying to uh, explore that a little bit more. So it's like, what other uh, experiments can the listeners do to figure out their own psychic, their own psychic powers? 
like doing that, going ahead and um, tuning into your friends on the phone and trying to figure out like what color shirt they're wearing, you know, little things like that. When you are, you know, either getting up in the morning or maybe even when you're cooking or driving, being like, hey, can you send me some psychic insight? Go with whatever first happens to you. Maybe you get a vision, maybe you get a thought, maybe you get a smell, you know, just go with whatever and then see if you can apply that to your day. So if I'm like cooking or whatever and I say, hey, spirit, if you can hear me, if I really am psychic, then can you show me a sign, you know? And then maybe all of a sudden I get an email out of the blue and it says, you are psychic, you know, here's um, a blog about it <laughs> or you can even ask a past loved one too. say hey if you truly are with me can you give me a sign that you're with me and mm -hmm. then you might get an email with their name on it you might be driving and see their name on a billboard i give them three days and then i'll rephrase the question but it's really cool maybe it's a song that pops out out of nowhere you know maybe all of a sudden you see a coin and that coin has their date of birth on it or like the year they right. passed right. you know and then go ahead and you know the number one thing is kind of like what we already talked about looking at life with like a different lens, like a playful lens, instead of looking at coincidences, like they're nothing, look at coincidences as something, right? Cause the more that you believe in it, then the more they're going to be like, oh, she's getting it. Mm -hmm. And they're going to keep on talking to you that way. Cause they're trying to figure out a way to communicate with you. So as soon as you start believing it and noticing it and trusting in it, then they're going to be like, oh, we're going to keep on doing that. Right. And then your whole life will change and you can keep on playing with it. Amazing words from the Miss Heather Danielle. Well, this was a very fun episode, Heather. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. <laughs> and how can the listeners find you? Oh, yeah, you can find me at my website is the real R-E-A-L, HeatherDanielle.com. And I am Heather Danielle Psychic Medium um, on Facebook, or you can join my um, Facebook group, which is Rise Into Your Power. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, that's it for another episode. I'm JR for guidance and coaching on the awakening journey. Find me at journeythroughtheawakening.com. And I'm Helen. If you need help with stress during your awakening journey, email me at Helen at HelenCoaches.com. Thanks for a great episode, guys.